0: listening to the she is fierce podcast i'm kelly youngs the founder of she is fierce a global women's network that elevates women's stories and gives you the tools and connection you need to live on purpose we support female leaders and business owners who are ready to level up in business and life and make their mark in the world and we partner with and provide speakers and development programs for companies that believe in the power of supporting female leaders and women on the rise. On our podcast, you'll hear the inspiring stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who have overcome challenges and built purpose-filled lives.
1: And so I think that whole experience of speaking up for myself and saying, hey, this is what I wanna do and getting that support from um, my news director at the time in Jacksonville, that was really helpful for me. And I think it kind of helped me as I went forward, just making sure that I go after roles and making sure that I'm always doing things that are aligned with who I
0: am. And you'll get a behind the scenes look at my mission-driven business, and learn how to brand and grow your own. Today I am talking with Kumasi Aaron. Kumasi has worked as a journalist and TV anchor and reporter in New York City, Fayetteville, Arkansas, Jacksonville, Florida, Denver, Colorado, and she is now at ABC7 News San Francisco, the eighth largest TV market in the United States. Kumasi is a past Shia Sphere speaker and a co-host on some of our past panels. And I was sitting at the desk thinking, really? Like, <laughs>
1: this is what I'm doing? Like, I was really, like, sitting at the desk every day. And I was like,
0: there has to be something more. So, Kumasi, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Yes, friend. I'm so excited for this time with you. I miss you.
0: First of all, can I ask you to just introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are and a little bit about what you do now, because even since you or she is Fierce Talk, Mm -hmm. you've been out there taking on the world. So I would love for you to just catch everybody up on all the amazing things that you're doing. Oh, thank you.
1: Sometimes it does feel like surreal because I'm in a place now where I dreamed of being. So I feel blessed every day. Right now, I am an anchor at ABC7 Bay Area. I'm in San Francisco. And um, I anchor co-anchor the newscast Monday through Friday from five to seven in the morning. And I really love it. I don't love getting up early because I get up at three o'clock in the morning. That's the only part I would say I don't like, but once I get here, I just feel like it's the perfect role for me. Um, I just like to be happy and to share joy in the morning, and I think that's kind of the uh, format of a morning news show. You're with people as they're getting up and getting their day started, and most often they want to start, you know, with some energy, some positivity, and some joy, and they also want to be informed, and sometimes the news isn't always positive, it doesn't always make you feel good, but I think I feel honored to be able to present things to people in a way that is informative, it's real, it's honest, but also hopefully in a way that they feel connected to, and they feel like I'm really just trying to get them ready for whatever the day has. So I love living in the Bay Area. It's beautiful. I'm from Florida originally, so I always miss warm beaches and warm water because the beaches here I will not get in. But everything else here is, it's just a beautiful area. Um, And so I really feel blessed, Kelly, to be living something that I dreamed about when we were first meeting in Jacksonville.
0: I'm grateful to you for sharing that. And I It sounds funny because I have nothing to do with any of your success, but I feel so proud of you (laughs) in everything that you've built, because I remember talking to you about your plans and my background is obviously different now, but very similar to you and how we got started working in news. And I remember us both brainstorming about what we were going to do and what we were going to build. And it's so exciting to see you take that idea, right, and that kind of vision of, I think I can go to a bigger market, I think I can do this, and turn that into your reality. And you are just, you're still young and still making it, you've got a lot of things ahead of you, so it's exciting to watch you grow on your journey.
1: Yeah, I do feel like, I I wouldn't say that I necessarily planned every single step of it, and I think that's the beauty of it. Like, I think what I would say that I have done is just embrace possibility, while being myself. Like I knew what I wanted to experience and I knew I wanted to experience in the fullness of myself as being a journalist with my natural hair who wanted to tell stories that were a solution space that made impact, that really connected with people. And I look and I'm like, oh, I'm in a position where I'm doing all of those things. So it's not so much to me about like having every little detail because sometimes I can be very like, what am I going to do? Like, how's it going to work out? And I have learned to just kind of release a little bit of that because sometimes it can end up even better than you imagine.
0: And I think you and I are so alike in our our backstories and also in our approach. You are super ambitious, but you're also just living in the moment. And I think that is your secret to success as an outsider looking in, that you have the ability to just be present, right? And say, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to like make this a nice morning for whoever I'm engaging with. And that in TV news is actually quite unique, right? I think a lot of times everybody, just like everybody's lives, we're focused on what's next, what's coming, Mm -hmm. and being able to be present in the moment is so important. It
1: is. And to be honest, Kelly, I have to really like ground myself to make sure that I'm doing that because sometimes I think you can get into this like mindset of like not being proud of yourself or excited for yourself when you get to a certain place. And if you don't take the time to enjoy like where you are, like there always be something you're like pushing toward or you're feeling like what you have isn't enough. And that can be really draining. I remember maybe like a few weeks ago, I was like on a rooftop here in San Francisco, overlooking the Bay Bridge and the Embarcadero and beautiful water. And I'm like, I am here. And I had to really ground myself and say, like, you know, think about how can I be at Good Morning America or how can I have a talk show like Oprah and all of these things. But for right now, you are here and this is amazing. And this is where just a few years ago you dreamt of being. So I do have to often like bring myself back to where I am right now. And I think it's a practice that'll bring people a lot more joy because I think sometimes we can get caught up on what other people are doing or what's next or feeling like we're not enough or not where we should be. So I have to make that a practice, Kelly, and I try to do it as often as I can. It always makes me feel better.
0: And I'm inspired by you because I think that I have a tendency to do the exact same thing. Why am I not, Mm -hmm. why am I? And then sometimes kind of to your point, when we look around and we say, actually, I didn't even know where I could be now, Mm -hmm.
1: right? And I think, as you're continuing to climb and get into these different roles. One of the issues or challenges I would say that I had is just really believing in myself and that I deserve to be where I am. You know, sometimes people call it imposter syndrome where you're like in a certain place and you're like, oh gosh, like I'm here and like, well people, think I'm prepared or have enough experience or I'm good enough. And I kind of dealt with a little bit of that when I first got into this role. And I remember writing a little note and putting it on my refrigerator and it says, I am in spaces that I deserve to occupy. And anytime I had any doubt about being in this role or about anything I wanted to do in this role, I would always have to draw into that and just believe in myself you know, other people believe in me. If not, I wouldn't be here. And so I'm not gonna let myself ruin it.
0: Mm -hmm. I hope that some of our listeners will take that away too because imposter syndrome is 1000% Mm -hmm. very common. And especially I know, you know, we have, you're in a unique position in media but we have so many women in our community who are leaders who either have sought out a position of leadership and then get into leadership and go, wait a minute, somebody's gonna catch me. I'm the person (laughs) who wants to be a leader, right? Or are are just kind of thrust into a position of leadership because they have a special skill or talent Mm -hmm. or they have amazing experience and have to kind of step into owning their own value, right? In that space. So I love that raising and I, I'm going to take that away from myself as well. Mm-hmm. All right, so you clearly are doing some really cool things right now, but in your Shia talk, you shared a little bit of your backstory and mm-hmm. where you come from, right? So a small town in Florida mm-hmm. and how you got started. So can you share a little bit of that story for us right now?
1: Yes, I am from a really small town in Florida that had no TV station. So being a newscaster wasn't something I even saw, let alone thought that I could be. You know, I remember doing announcements at high school, but honestly, that was the extent of like what I thought my career as a broadcaster could be. So when I went to college at Florida A&M University, I studied accounting because that seemed like a logical path. When I went to college, I felt like I had to pick something that was like a real job. You know what I mean? And that was it the school has a great business school and I was like this is what I'm going to do I'm good at accounting and I'm going to be an accountant yes did well in the classes but when I got to this internship um, right before I was graduating my junior uh, summer after junior year I was like this is terrible for me and you know at the time I felt like something's wrong with me everyone likes this company, it's a great company, and it's a great role, and I just wasn't feeling it, and sometimes you can feel like something's wrong with you, but I'm really glad that I didn't force that, because that wasn't the fit for me, so when I came back to school, I was studying or taking some journalism classes, and one of my teachers there, I was sitting on the anchor desk, I remember it, and he was like, you're really good at this, you're a natural And I was like, oh, wow, maybe this can be something that I can do as a career. So I really appreciate that word of encouragement, him speaking that over that experience for me, because it's something that really changed how I saw myself and what would be possible for me. So after that, I graduated and I got an internship in New York at ABC News. It was in the marketing department because of my background, but it also allowed me to go into like The um, TV station there, WABC. So I went in there being nosy. This man, like, he saw me wandering around and he was like, Are you lost? Because I probably looked like a little lost intern, which I was. And I was like, Yes, I want to work in news. And he introduced me to like the news director there, who became and still is one of my mentors, gave me a role there of two days a week. And I just feel like my steps were guided in a way. It didn't seem like it at that time because I was basically a glorified intern getting people coffee and scripts. But those were like the foundations of where I am now because that led to a different job at NBC Nightly News. And then that led to my job on air in Arkansas. So I do look back and I feel like that one step of just taking risk and going after what you want. I feel like people were lined up along my path to help me along the way yeah, I just feel like just listening to myself and following that instinct was rewarded with support that I didn't even know would come.
0: That's such a beautiful illustration of that in your life, right? Mm -hmm. And so another kind of theme that stood out for me in your talk and also in the story that you just shared is the willingness to start small. Mm -hmm. And you talk about this in your, in your talk, when you were on our stage, you talked about how it was not glamorous.
1: I think sometimes we can get discouraged because we're starting out and we don't get this grand thing up front. But sometimes for me, I've learned that's just not how things unfold. So just be encouraged by just the small things along your path to let you know
0: that you are moving in the right direction. As somebody who has worked in television and worked <laughs> for, uh, so and a lot of uh, She is Fierce uh, audience members, people who are listening to this and women in our community don't even Um, No, because I do so much now with other things. But my background is in news, and I started as an intern. So when I hear you share those stories, I remember going to get McDonald's for the news director and being like, I am better than this McDonald's run, but I will make the best McDonald's run of my life. And I think that, especially in, in media, we as outsiders um, or even, you know, so many people that I've talked to who talk about media, and I know you experience this, people think, oh my gosh, it's so glamorous, it's so fun, or look at you, you just popped up on TV. Mm -hmm. I love your your, like real story of starting very small, right? So coming into something, knowing, even if you have an ambition to take over the world or, you know, have your own show like Oprah, whatever that, that big ambition is, to come into it with humility and say, Mm -hmm. I have to be excellent at wherever I am. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is a beautiful sentiment. Just the acknowledgement that you have to have experience. Right? Experience takes time. You know, of course that is true for what you're doing, but it's also true for really most other things Everything. that we are all working on right whether it is entrepreneurs in our community who I know you know often get frustrated after the first you know year or two years and it's still hard why is it still hard and so much of that is just gaining the experience that then makes it a smoother process.
1: I, de- I agree with that because and, and the thing is you don't understand it until you're kind of a little bit removed from it you know That's you just have to Yeah, you just have to like tell yourself even when you don't really feel it. Because now I look back on that time at WABC and really like seeing what it meant to be an anchor at an ABC-owned station at a morning show. Like those things were, I was soaking those things in without really realizing it. And then being at Nightly News, like learning what it means to write a good story, to put good video elements in there, just what storytelling on a national level looks like. And those are all skills that I used in my last two roles. And so you don't really understand it until you can look back and say, I'm really glad I have this because now it's helping me mm-hmm. and I'm able to do this. And I'm confident in my skills, you know, because I've been there and I've done those things. So, you know, yeah. you just know yourself is going to pay off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all that hard work. Well, and so much of it is about mindset too, right? Like yeah. it, as I hear you saying that, I think of, I think I feel this as a business owner now, a hundred percent, but also having worked, uh, you know, I worked for CNN International. So having worked at the highest level of television, we would have interns or, I mean, I was quite young at the time, but we would have younger people than me mm-hmm. or, or more junior people come in. And I would feel like I knew on the first day if they would be successful or not. Really? And it really yeah. is dependent on and I feel that now, even as a as a business owner, right within a week or two, I'm like, oh, okay, I know how this is going to play out, yeah. <laughs> right? And and so much of it, again, is is going back to your uh per- your kind of comments around uh, mindset and humility and coming into something and knowing that hard work is, mm-hmm. is important, right?
1: It's necessary. It's just a part of it because I always knew that I was going to be successful in this. Like no matter what, I was gonna make it happen. It wasn't like an option, you know? So even coming in, I was like, I gotta do this. I gotta be good at this. I'm moving up. I need to get this experience so I can go here. Like I've always been very much like this has to happen and I'm gonna put my everything into it. Yeah, I love it. You're right, it is the mindset.
0: Yes, you know, I, I, I love it. So we talked a lot about all of the really remarkable things on your journey. Can you share something that you maybe struggled with either in your career or in your personal life that you know you had to really overcome?
1: I would say making sure that I was always being true to myself. And I think it can be two things. Like I think one of the ways that I first struggled with it was when I was in Jacksonville and we talked about this, like the decision to wear my natural hair. Like that was a big one because, you know, within the industry at that time, it's more accepted now. But at that time, you didn't see that many women, especially, you know, black women wearing their natural hair on air. Um, It was usually like, you know, straight pressed hair. And I was kind of going through a situation where I had damaged my hair and like, was going, planning, fully planning to get back to like normal, good TV girl, get it back straight. But then I was, you know, wearing it natural to grow it out, to let it kind of rest from the damage that I'd put it through. And then I started to really like my natural hair. And I was talking to one of the consultants at our TV station and I was, you know, kind of having this conversation because it was important to me then. And she was like, well, have you thought about wearing a wig? And I was like, oh, I just felt so like defeated and I was at a point where I'm like, is this what I'm gonna have to do to be successful in this in this industry? And I went out and got a wig. And so I think that was one of the first things is really like trying to find a way to bring your full self to something that you love. It's hard when you're not able to do it, but you really like what you're doing. I loved my you know, role and I felt like I was still growing, but then I had this deep desire just to be able to be myself and that's a con that is a conflict. And so I would be wearing my natural hair, you know, on the weekends and then wearing that wig during the week at work. And it just got to be so tiring. And I don't know if you have, it might seem like it's not a big deal, but it really was because I think that is the biggest struggle to find things that are like true to yourself. And so I think that whole experience of speaking up for myself and saying, hey, this is what I wanna do and getting that support from um, my news director at the time in Jacksonville, that was really helpful for me. And I think it kind of helped me as I went forward, just making sure that I go after roles and making sure that I'm always doing things that are aligned with who I am. So like after that, when I got my next job in Denver, I I was wondering like, what is next for me? Because, you know, I was feeling like I wanna tell stories that are positive. I don't wanna always talk about crime and the horrible thing that happened to someone. Um, and so where what is where does that leave me? And so I think that was a little hard because you work so hard in a career and then you're like, one you have these feelings about how you want to express yourself and how you want to live and what you want to do, and sometimes they kind of don't agree. So I think that can be a really hard thing too. And I was fortunate enough to find a role in Denver that allowed me to tell more solutions based stories. And so I think it's always about like, Just checking in with yourself to make sure that you are really following what is true to your heart. And I think it's important to do because you can look up in 10, 20 years, you could be like, well, where am I? And I think that would be like the biggest disappointment for me personally, that I did not listen to myself and follow my heart and making sure that where I am now is really where I want to be. And so I think that is like the biggest thing I'm always checking in with myself. To be honest, I'm checking in with myself now, like in every role I am, even though this role is amazing. I'm like, okay, is this still true to who you are and what you wanna do and the things you wanna accomplish during your time here on earth? And so I think that's the biggest thing, just making sure I'm being authentic to myself with how I express myself and how I use my time.
0: Absolutely. I wanna go back just for a second to um, how how this conversation started around your story of your natural hair. Because mm-hmm. I remember that whole experience. And I think I've said this to you before, and you just said it. At the time, I thought, well, she's beautiful with it, and she's beautiful without it. Like, what's the deal? Mm-hmm. And since then, I have many other friends, actually, who have, have shared similar experiences. So I, of course, have lear- learned more about that through different mm-hmm. friends. But I also... I'm so grateful to you for sharing that because I think that it's clearly a common concern, right? It's clearly something that so many Black women are dealing with, whether they are on air, right? And TV is such a visual medium, right? That that's such something you always have to be concerned about whether you want to or not. And then really just in the workplace, right? So whether it's about, can I step up into management if I have a certain look? can I be, will I be perceived a certain way? Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing your experience of having the emotional journey to get there, but also doing it and how that that really, I think, has helped you to be even more successful because you are stepping up as yourself.
1: I agree. It does give you a certain level of of confidence. It's First, I would say it's just a relief because I think when you are living and you're not in alignment with who you really are, it never feels good. And I don't think you can show up and be the best that you can be. So that was the first thing. And then I do think it gave me confidence, you know, since the time that we've talked, I've had two roles and two, you know, larger markets. And now here I am um, as a main warning anchor. And so I'm encouraged because sometimes when you're doing, doing something, you don't know what the repercussions might be. You're like, I'm feel great, but then I can't get a job. You know, it's a real fear that a lot of women have that there has to be a trade-off. If I make this decision for myself, it might affect me financially. It might affect me where people say, Oh yeah, that's great, but they're not inviting me to certain networking opportunities or I'm not being considered for certain roles. So I am so excited now that I've had some time away from you know making that decision to see that it hasn't had a negative impact on my career. And I believe we could even say it has a positive impact because it's just kind of like making it more acceptable. Like this is the norm. It's not like, oh my God, look at like, no, it's just like, this This is normal now. And so I think like now that I have some space away from that decision, it does feel really good to, to know that it paid off
0: mm. in many ways. Yeah, and I think having been, again, like a a friend of yours who just had conversations with you, I love seeing that for you. When I hear that, I also think of women who are mothers, right, or women who are saying, oh, now I'm going to shift into this other identity, right? Because that's really what it is. And your example of, well, will I be invited or will I be perceived a certain way? And so even though we're talking specifically around hair, it's also, it applies in so many different ways, right? Whether it's about being mm-hmm. a woman of color, being a black woman, just being a woman in a in a workplace, <laughs> right, in yeah. general, and how uh, perception matters, but also how you own it matters, yeah. right? How you own the decisions that you make and the way that you live them out. So instead of living them out in fear, living yes. them out with confidence.
1: And I just think you have to say, yeah, that's what I do and just just own it you know, because I remember showing up the first day on air and I was like, I'm not going to say a word about my natural hair. I'm just going to show up and do my job like I've done every other day. And so I do think a lot of it comes from us because we, as women, I mean, I'm not going to act like it's easy, but we do have our power in many ways to kind of set the tone around defining what's normal for us now or what acceptable is.
0: Yes. I love, I love that example. And I think kind of to your point, it's like you, we don't have control of society, but we do have control of the way that we approach society, yeah. right? And so kind of to your example of just showing up and saying, I'm here <laughs> and I'm ready. And whatever I'm bringing with me, whether it's a hairstyle or a child or a side hustle or whatever that thing is, is okay, right? Yeah. It's okay. Because you said it was okay. And yep. look how that turned out.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yes, I love it. Okay, so here's just a simple, well, I'm going to say it's a simple question, but is there something that you think has led, or a characteristic, or something that is a driver that has led to the success that you've had?
1: I think I have always felt like I was going to be okay. I didn't know all the details, but I would say in the back of my mind, I've always operated in a way that I felt like I was going to end up all right, and I don't know where that came from, <laughs> I would say maybe it's based on you know my faith and just looking back and at the ways that I have always been provided for and that has given me the confidence to keep moving forward and believing that I would continue to be guided and continue to be provided for and I feel like that gives you just a little security to take risks because I have been all over you know the country and taking on different roles and I think you're able to do that and not have as much fear if you really have a sense of knowing that you're going to be okay and so I will think I do think that is what's really helped me out a lot because there have been a lot of times that You know, I didn't know what was going to be next for me in my journey, checking in with myself to see, you know, how am I feeling? What do I want to try? What do I want to do? You know, moving further away from my family and, and, you know, just places where I really didn't know anyone and all of those things can be really You know, scary as much as I like what I'm doing, you know, I'm still a person and, you know, you still have those those fears, but at every uh, step of the journey, I've always had this feeling knowing that i would be okay and i think that has really helped me to be able to step forward and to to take risks and to have adventures
0: my last question to you before we wrap up our conversation is related to our theme for the whole season and that is just exploring what it means to live on purpose so can i just ask how do you kind of define purpose in your life and with that you know when do you feel like you are most
1: living on purpose. I I would define purpose as living in integrity with who you are. And I think that takes a lot of checking in because, you know, as women, we evolve and the things that we find purpose in five years ago, 10 years ago, might not be the same things that we find purpose in right now. So I think purpose is like really getting to know yourself and being able to check in with yourself and see what aligns with you. And right now, I think purpose for me is connecting with people and being able to share with people. And so I feel most on purpose, like when I'm doing my morning show and I'm with my team and we are connecting with each other and connecting with our audience. I feel on purpose when I'm out in the community and I'm sharing different stories with people and are talking with them and sharing their stories with our audience and sharing the excitement I feel about the work that they are doing. I feel on purpose when we have have conversations about different, you know issues that we as a country and a society really need to work on and to talk about and to share different perspectives about i feel like i'm being used in that way to make us all better so those are the times i feel most at purpose and really just relaxing into where i am now yeah that's what i feel at purpose
0: i like it (laughs) as we kind of close our conversation we have been throughout the season we are doing this little exercise to close Mm -hmm just to reflect on a story that you shared. So just picking one story from your stage conversation, your She Is Fierce talk, and from the conversation that we're having right now, and just going a little bit deeper on how the story has touched you and me as a, a listener and thinking about how it will impact the people who are listening to this conversation. And then also just thinking about what it's calling us to do in our own lives, right? Mm-hmm. Going forward, so future thinking. I love how you kind of elaborated on the story that you shared on our stage about when you first started out. Because I think that so often, with She is Fierce, I tend to work with people when they're in a place of transition, right? Mm -hmm. So so many women in our community are either kind of just getting started or just getting that new job or just becoming an entrepreneur or uh, transitioning into the next stage of their business or stepping into leadership, right? So it's often, it's the moments of transition in our lives when we look for connection. Mm-hmm. We look for people that understand us. And I think that you're honestly, like, it's probably sounds like a cheesy way to say it, but it's good for you. It's a it's a success story, right? So somebody who, as you said, you come from a small town in Florida, you moved to New York, and you have been able through a lot of hard work and a lot of, you um, living out your values really, to, to get to this level now where you are a, a morning anchor in a top 10 market. And I love that success story for you as a friend, but I also love it just as a general <laughs> inspiring story. So, so you stepping up as an individual and saying, I'm interested in this, right? Just, just being present in the thing that you actually had an interest in. And then the story of your teacher who said, hey, actually you're really good at that. And so it's those opportunities that kind of stand out for me in your story around just being willing to put yourself out there and then connecting with people and then the benefit of like other people seeing potential in you. So how has the story touched you? The the takeaway that I have
1: from both of those stories is that when you take the step, I feel like the world responds and it seems like hard to really believe if you can't see it you know like if you don't know if i moved to new york am i gonna have a job at a tv station like i could have never predicted that i would get that job but i had to go and i had to go in that newsroom and walk around and i really believe that if you step out on faith and you step out believing in yourself and believing that it's gonna happen even if you don't know how, then I do think it will happen. I think it's a balance. Like, I don't don't think you can just sit around and be like, oh, my dreams come shower on me. Like, no, you do have to take steps and you have to be in the right place, you know? Like get yourself as close as you can and speak up. You know, I had to tell him what I wanted and you know, I felt so nervous. Like this man took me in to meet with the news director of the TV station That day and set me down in the office. And the news director was like, So, you know, what's going on? What do you want? I remember feeling like, Oh my God, like I don't even belong over here. They're going to be like, Why are you wandering over here? And like, I had never met a news director at a TV station before. I don't even know if I had been in a TV station before, to be honest. And here I was inside the number one TV station in the country, inside the news director's office, sitting there. But I just remember being very nervous and very like insecure if I'm being quite honest because I'm like, why am I here? What am I gonna say? But you have to say what you want. And I remember Kenny is sitting down and talking to me and the assistant news director too. After I told Kenny what I wanted, I told him I'm over here in marketing, but it's not for me and I really wanna work in news. And he was like, okay, I'm gonna introduce you to John and he can tell you about these jobs that we have. And I only have a two day a week job, you want it? But it all like comes from just getting over your fears and just being able to advocate for yourself. I knew what I wanted. I was probably really nervous to say it but it didn't change the truth that I knew what I wanted. And I had to, to realize where I was that I was in a place to actually be able to possibly get it. So if I didn't speak up now then when was I gonna win? The takeaway for me and that story is that you have to do your very best to position yourself and then allow the rest of the things to just work themselves out. If we put ourselves in the right place, I think we increase our chances of something good happening.
0: So I love that and that has touched me. And then the, the last question that we have is just, what is it calling you to do in your life?
1: I'm really glad that we have this conversation because it's calling me to realize that these things have happened and they can happen again. You know, the things like that I dreamed of having being at this job, you know, years ago, like keep to keep dreaming and to use those same skills to put myself in in a, in a position to go even higher. So that's what I'm taking away because sometimes, you know, while I am appreciating where I am, you know, it's a fine balance. I know that I can use those same skills to put myself in position to do even more. So that's really what my takeaway is. And I'm glad that we talked about it because I am feeling excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. And I mean, you know this, cause I've been saying this since the day I met you. I think, you know, the sky is the limit and I'm so excited for you, for, for where you are now and also for everything that you're, you're going to build which you haven't even come up with yet. I know, I'm so excited too. <laughs> well um kumasi thank you so much for spending time with me today and for sharing some of your wisdom with me personally and then of course with all of our um, audience and everybody who's going to be listening to this conversation Mm -hmm. later
1: and thank you for this i'm so excited about this podcast series and hearing all the women that you're checking in with and i just love you and all the work you do to remind us to stay fierce so thank you for inviting me
0: thank you So I have been talking to the fabulous and fierce Kumasi Aaron. She is an anchor and reporter at ABC seven news in San Francisco. She has been a, she is fierce speaker. She is out there making things happen in the world. And I'm so grateful Kumasi for you joining us today. Thank you. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode of the she is fierce podcast. If you're ready to level up in your life and start living on purpose, join our community of fierce female leaders and women on the rise who are ready to make more money, find more joy, and make their mark in the world. Inside our society membership, our high-level CEO Mastermind Circle, or at our sold-out live events. Choose how you want to get involved at sheisfiercehq.com.